Thank you for calling Insurance Technologies Corporation. For quality purposes, calls may be recorded. If you know your party's extension, you may enter it now or press pound for the company directory. Becky Schroeder. If this is correct, press pound. For the previous name in the directory, press 1. Please hold while your call is being transferred to... Becky Schroeder. Becky. Becky, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. I, you were not the person I expected on the phone when I picked it up. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. I think so many agents are not even attempting it. And it's so cheap in comparison to other marketing aspects and so easy. I mean, I say this, being a marketer, I realize that my level of knowledge and skill is different from an insurance agent. But that said, there's a ton of resources online to learn about it and start trying to figure it out. And that, that I think, is what holds a lot of agents back is they just don't know. They're intimidated, right? Some are afraid to make mistakes. Some don't know. Some feel like they don't need to know, whatever the case may be, they they just they don't even want to try for some reason. And I think that's a huge mistake because you have to try. Otherwise, what's the point? What's the point indeed, but not so fast. That was my good friend Becky Schroeder, Vice President of Marketing over at ITC. And she's talking about, hey, email, why not, why not? Let's just do some email because it's cheap, it's easy, and it's uh, just an easy way to get going. And hold on, so, um, yes, it is easy. It is cheap. It is all of those good things. And yes, somebody who gets paid to just, you know, do marketing and send emails is a little different than an agent who has to do a bunch of other things and then maybe try and send an email. I, we get that. I understand. And thank you. Yes, Becky, for sympathizing that you live a potentially more fabulous life uh, of email than we potentially could just because, you know, um, we still have to talk insurance and it is fair. Maybe it's not, I don't know, but I think, I think Becky is onto something in, in the capacity that the barrier to entry, I mean, like almost any platform that you're using within your agency is building in some type of email capabilities. Now that's probably not the best thing to ultimately rely on down the road just because they're usually half-baked and half-pathetic most of the time. I'm not saying, anyways, you're gonna eventually you know, graduate to a more big boy email marketing kind of solution. But, you know, if you're there, great. If you're not, don't worry about it. Uh, one thing I will say, before you just go hog wild and just, you know, start gobbling up all sorts of email goodness, I think there is, there is just some level of human decency, a perception, a mindset that needs to exist uh, before you just go let yourself loose on your entire agency's history of, of clients, right? There's just a certain level of intent that needs to be present. Otherwise, look out. I mean, there's a tons, of thing, tons of things you can do with email marketing, right? The, the baseline, kind of just the 
basic, most basic, basic thing would be a newsletter. But not just talk about your agency and the types of insurance you sell. You got to be helpful. You got to have something you are offering that people will want to read. Maybe not even your own content if you're not doing any sort of blogging, but finding something that you think you have a reasonable good idea your clients are going to want to read and putting that together into some sort of easy to read format that you send on a regular basis so that they start to expect to hear from you. You're still going you're always going to get unsubscribed. We get unsubscribed, but that's fine. You're missing out on the people who won't unsubscribe by not doing anything. All right, now that was Becky's response to me saying, well, hold the phone just because time out. I know, you know, I've got some older, um, you know, partners, family members that I, you know, work with in my agency every day. And I would just be intrigued, curious to see exactly if I handed the email marketing keys over to them, just what might be actually going out. Because I know that it might involve some illustrations and some company uh, specific marketing materials that have been pre-populated for them. I just know that there would just be some things that I would consider to be, yeah, I'm going to be very nice and not say anything really, to be honest with you, that I, that would be potentially going out. And and if you if you haven't adopted, so if you haven't at least gotten yourself to the, the point of, I am here to be unbiased, to, to be transparent, to be helpful. And oh, by the way, if I can, you know, discuss another product to cross sell in the, in the, in the process, great. If I can, um, you know, uh, do whatever in the process, great. But the, f- the, 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 the very most basic thing that you are doing is to be unbiased, transparent, and just give it, just give it all, just, just, just let it all hang out there basically. And, you know, for the older generation, again, the agents that are in their fifties and sixties, that message, that intent that was, you know, maybe present back in the day, I don't know that it works so well, right? That's just the, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, go ahead, give it a shot. I just, you know, if they're not used to hearing from you on a regular basis and that's kind of what you lead in with, and then all of a sudden you've got your life's work of clients, you know, stockpiled and ready to roll and you start sending them that kind of stuff and then they just start hitting the unsubscribe button and then you can never email them again and that's that's not fun. Now this isn't to, I'm usually never the one to, you know, pump the brakes on you. You know, you're going to, I always prefer, you know, trial and error. Um, just, I just want you to go into it with that mindset. Like Becky's saying, newsletters. It's the easiest first thing that you can do. And, you know, we've talked about newsletters at length on this podcast. I honestly can't remember exactly which episodes, but there's at least a couple I know for sure that, you know, kind of discuss what goes into a good newsletter. I guess before we get too far, let's just quickly identify just a handful of the types of emails that you could possibly be sending, right? So we've got the newsletter. Becky said it's got to be helpful. It's got to be consistent. It's got to be something that people actually want to read. And a brochure from your you know, best company is not going to be that thing. So don't, please, for the love of God, don't do that. Just don't. It's got to be something, you know, preferably, you know, original from you, you know, you actually taking the time to say something of value, of meaning to them. You can't fake it, right? You just can't grab something here, paste it into an email, and then expect somebody to connect with it. It's just not going to happen. It won't get opened and it won't get clicked. Uh, even if you do write the thing from the heart, if you will, and just lay it all out there, there's still a very low chance that it gets opened and an even less of a chance that it gets clicked. Just know that going in, right? Just know that going in. Uh, that it's hard to get it open and it's hard to get it clicked. But those are your two goals, right? 
I mean, you want them to open the email, goal one. If you have a click in there that's usually, you know, preferable, that you want to get them to take an action and click, even harder, right? Two things that you usually want them to do. You can do that in the newsletter. Or you can, I would maybe even argue, depending on, uh, we could. this could be debatable, but I could say that email automation, using, using some type of email sequence, even just like in a basic three to five email sequence that follows up after one specific action might even be the easiest place to start. Again, you know, maybe after a quote is sent out, you send, uh, you have a specific email trigger sequence that goes out. And I'm assuming most of you maybe do this already. Uh, and this might be, you know, beyond you. So fine. I apologize if it is. Um, but I'm not assuming anything here because you know what happens when you do that. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. That might even be easier than a newsletter because I do think the challenge with the newsletter is is coming up with that thing that somebody wants to care about every single week or every single other week or once a month. Once once a month feels like you're just not really trying because it doesn't happen all that often. But I've been proven wrong. I know there are some agents that 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 deliver a monthly newsletter that is uh, is working. Uh, you know that I do a newsletter here at Grow once a week. Every Sunday, you hear from me in your inbox, and most of the time, you ignore it. It's fine. It's cool. But you know, on the day that you wanna, you know, kind of hear what's going on, you open it, right? And I, you know, it's there just every Sunday. Uh, my thoughts to you, and just kind of keeps you warm, engaged, fuzzy, and it's a good way to keep people, you know, interacting with you and your agency. I don't know. Again. Never been a huge fan of this for my, you know, for for an agency, at least for what I do. I've never found it to be as, um, how should I say, effective, just because I've never been able to find that thing, at least on health insurance, that somebody is continually interested in hearing about from me once a week because they don't want to hear about their insurance. I know that much for a fact. And then finding a topic that you are credible on in any extensive matter that you're going to be able to do it 52 times a year becomes another challenge of itself and you might as well get another profession and you can start a whole other company and then you're going to start email marketing that company and it becomes a mess, right? Like that's a, obviously that's not going to happen, but you get what I'm saying. So you got newsletters, you got email automation sequences. Those are kind of really your two biggest options, really, to be honest. I mean, it doesn't need to get more complicated than that. Um, you know, then there's just, you know, different promotional emails and there's cross-selling emails. I mean, we can kind of get in, you know, the, I, I usually just bunch it into those two batches because it keeps it as simple as possible. I mean, you have one-off emails that you're going to send for different things that happen, you know, irregularly. Uh, but primarily it's just some type of automation sequence. That's just, you're going to write something that's going to exist for a, an extended period of time and they're going to get it automatically. Or you're going to write something, you know, specific, unique for one time use only. Those are really your two choices. Pick where you want to start. I think wherever you want to start is okay. And that's what I think is the most important thing for you to remember. And there are going to be, like, we have clients who tell us they get a call or an email in response to every newsletter they send that is either an upsell, a cross-sell, 
or a whole new sale every single one. That's valuable. The cost involved in doing email marketing is so, so low in comparison to, to get the reach that you do through email marketing, so low in comparison to what you would have to do to get that same reach on social media or SEO or anything like that. All right, now two things, one really quickly, we've kind of maybe glossed over this. This is a gigantic assumption. We've been basing this entire conversation the last 11 and a half minutes on the fact that you should have been at least for the last 10 years, I'll be nice, 10 years, have been collecting emails from the people that you do business with. Now, I know that's not true because I know that there may be an agent or two in my agency that might not do that all the time. So I know that it happens and it's okay, but that's just on the assumption that you actually have these emails to work from. If you don't, then it becomes, well, how do you get them? That's a whole other podcast, not gonna get into that. Um, but yes, that's assuming that you have been collecting emails and that you have emails from your clients for an extended period of time, you have an existing database to already communicate to. Okay, that's number one. Number two, um, Becky, I'm gonna question a little bit the, the cost uh, the cost effectiveness of SEO versus email. Um, I mean, maybe, I guess if you have that existing list, you've got, you know, 10,000 people that are already there. But I mean, from a time standpoint, I mean, the time that you're going to put into that newsletter every week is going to be almost on par with what it's going to take to write a new blog post that should generate new business. Uh, so, I mean, it's a little bit of a wash. Now, if you're talking like paid traffic, like SEO, like Google ads, SEO, that's not really SEO, but paid, you know, paid, uh, paid traffic through search. Um, that's a different thing. Yes. That's going to be way more, um, costly than email, but I would say that just, uh, don't, don't necessarily sleep on, uh, search as, as being, uh, so dramatically more cost effective. Now, if, if it's taking you a lot longer to create a blog post, potentially that's where it becomes more expensive. It's just the fact of the time it's going to take you to create it, but the overall result, uh, long-term, because again, if you have the right piece of content hitting at the right time and for a long period of time, that's just going to keep doing its thing. Whereas, you know, again, every time you make that, you know, write that email, uh, you know, that's, if it does nothing, then it's just kind of gone. It's dead. It's done. Now you can say there's a little accumulation of just kind of goodwill that's built up of just being in front of them so often. But I'm going to say in my experience, not nearly as valuable as having that post, that video, that whatever be there in search consistently over and over again. I'm sorry, I'll get off that. Uh, but just got to get that out of the way. Now, um, again, as far as you know, it's, it's the most effective and most easiest way, you know, hands down to, to get in front of those people. Yeah. I think Becky's still right. Um, again, if you have an existing list, if you're, if you had taken the time, if you haven't, I mean, you know, if, let's say this this way, if you, if you're looking down and you've got like 10 email addresses in your hands right now, you're thinking, Oh boy, what did I do? Feel a little bit in trouble. It's not, a, it's all right. So it's a little bit of a deal, but don't worry about it because, um, you just start collecting today, right? Just every time you, you talk to somebody, you go for the renewal, you, you, you just, you, you, you have a service call, just start getting the email. I mean, you've been told this for a while, but just get the email starting out, right? Just that, don't worry about it. Don't freak out and then start collecting that email. Now, Becky, I do appreciate your optimism in saying that every, you know, you have clients that tell you every single thing they send out, they hear something back, they get something like no matter. And I, that's great. And I'm, that's probably the case, but it is very possible just, you know, 
just taking a nice little bucket of reality and dumping dumping it on there. It is very possible that you could send out something for a while, you know, maybe a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, where nobody cares. It's just crickets. Nobody responds. Nobody does anything. It's very possible. And it could happen, you know, even a year and a half in, you might send out an email and nothing. That's not a huge deal. It definitely shouldn't be something that deters you from getting started because really at the end of the day, the only thing that you really need to concern yourself with and the only thing that you really need to be intimidated about when it comes to email is if you've allowed yourself to shift into the right mindset to understand why somebody needs or wants or should hear from you in the first place. Hey agents, listen to this, listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it, think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com, check out what we do, because we do all those bad things that you can't do, really. And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good, or you don't even want to do them anymore, because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up, go to ChatGPT, put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said, I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? CAS certified.